0: The direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin.
1: You know, one of the important things uh, that we have to deal with is immigration, Uh, and that is not a small issue. Uh, it's yep. it's a really a critical issue. Uh, the the liberal progressives ha- are attempting to dilute the American population with people who do not have the same feeling about our country as we do, uh, and that's how they manipulate uh, a public opinion, and that's how they get their way is by having groups of people in here, agitating for their own individual group uh, ideas, which are not necessarily the same as American ideas. And I think that's one of the important factors in this vote, is that people who voted for Trump, and mostly in the middle of our country, not on the coast, understand that America is a nation, America is a country, and that... In order to be an American citizen, you you really need to feel like you are an American citizen. That's one of my uh, arguments with hyphenated Americanism. I hate that. I hate the terms of, you know... uh, whatever Amer- uh, whatever hyphen american you need to be an american first yeah it's nice to go to the san genero festival and eat italian food or go to the, you know go to chinatown in new york city and have authentic cuisine but you really while you can celebrate the differences in terms of those smaller details the primary detail has to be I am an American no matter where I came from. My allegiance is to America. So we need to do an awful lot of work in the schools, do we not?
2: Oh, my gosh. Do we? Do we? Oh, unbelievable. Um, what, what the schools have done, and you can see just what happened since November the 8th, where now we have college students that are crying and hysterical and they're frightened and, excuse me, <laughs> What are they doing to them? I mean, they have taught these kids that capitalism is bad, America is wrong on everything, and they fear longer. And now we've got a group of, of young kids that because they have, there's no opportunity economically for them to spread their wings and to become successful, the left has made sure that they have brainwashed them, uh, you know, into thinking that unless you have a Democrat running the show or progressive running the show, the world is coming to an end. Uh, I mean, I couldn't believe w- watching what was going on <laughs> on some of these college campuses.
1: Well, so, you, know, uh, you know, it reminds me of of things that my parents always told me, and they they were very famous for saying, "Sticks and stones will break my bones, but yes. names will never hurt me." Believe me, I went through as all, we all did when we were young in elementary school. Name calling was
2: yes,
1: that was it. I mean, you you, you didn't that was you had to learn how to endure that uh, so as far as i'm concerned my word for these i have two things that i can say to these th- these kids who are out who are out fainting in the streets because donald trump has been elected the first word the first two words are grow up okay
2: right, exactly the
1: second the second phrase is contrary to popular opinion no one owes you anything you want That's something, right. you need to earn it. Uh, these are life's lessons that we have a whole generation of kids who really, they haven't learned that. They haven't learned that. No. And I will tell you, the problem is, if you graduate from college with a degree of eight, in 18th century French literature, don't expect <laughs> to get a good job. I mean, there's not a whole bunch of call for that, is there? no. <laughs> I mean I like 18th century French literature literature it's it was kind of neat but uh I mean that's not the way you get a job you ha- you have to you have to be practical that's one of the problems colleges have become a sort of uh, not teenage but young adult ba- babysitting service uh more than more than an educational service because if your education is not relevant it is not relevant and it's good to learn a lot of stuff I'm all for having a broad-based education, but at the basis of it all, it has to be practical. It has to be related to earning a living. Otherwise, you've invested a whole bunch of money in something that will not prove to be of real value. Yeah,
2: I absolutely agreed. And of course, the other problem is, is that a lot of these pro- college professors—they are the leftover '60s hippies, you know—the the, the pot smoking. Uh, that, uh, you know, lived in tents and rode around in these crazy Volkswagens. And they are the ones that are in these colleges teaching these kids all about socialism and how wonderful it is, Um, and globalization and global warming and all this other nonsense. Uh, And it's a lot to combat. Hopefully, hopefully, we are now going to be able to get rid of this Common Core nonsense, because it has to go. It absolutely has to go. I know the the last uh, year that I was teaching, before I retired, uh, and I was teaching English, I was finding it more and more difficult to find genuine literature for me to teach my students where they would actually learn some lesson of life in a piece of literature. And I looked at these these. Textbooks, they had all kinds of bells and whistles and teacher support materials and all kinds of things. But give me the textbook that I had in 1975 when I first started to teach, where all it had was the literature and then 10 questions at the end. I will do the rest. I will do the rest. Uh, I wish I had those. I still wish I had those textbooks. Uh, just unbelievable what they, the garbage that is in
1: these books. We're talking with Jane Bolello, the chairman of the Asheville Tea Party. And, you know, one other big lesson of this political campaign this year, uh, and that is no one is above the law. That, to me, is one of the most important points that was discussed and actually emphasized. We have the Clintons who are obviously uh, in a favored class, along with so many of the other ruling class members who are immune to the laws rules and regulations that they pass on us you also look at the hypocrisy of the hollywood elite who yeah. who have made their millions and millions of dollars using the free market economy of our nation and yet all they all they can do is say how terrible america is and yeah. how they want to leave if if their candidate uh, does not win, so what we have now in this country is a, a class of elite rulers, whether it 's in the media or or in government or or wherever, who in actuality are above the law, which is a completely un american concept well
2: I'm hoping that also gets fixed because um we I think we both know who we're talking about we buy Many of them, uh, but you know, Miss Hillary Clinton. There, she's uh, got to be held accountable for the horror that she created. Well, and uh, there aren't there are not supposed to be two sets of rules. And that was to me one of the major issues. A lot of people maybe didn't like Donald Trump, and but many people voted for him because they knew he was way better than Hillary Clinton. Uh, I mean, we cannot have you know a, a, a thief. And a liar and a murderer as our president. Well, and I'm hoping that that whoever Donald Trump puts in the DOJ goes after her. I really do because she needs to be held accountable.
1: What was so incredible to me was what Comey did uh, during the campaign. Oh. Uh, It is – it really – it blew me away the fact that he went and listed a bunch of things that she did, okay, uh, one after another, and at the end came up with none of these are worth indicting her for, where when every single person listening to that list, that litany of felonies and misdemeanors – knew for a fact that if any one of us had done any one of those things, we would be dressed in orange inside yep. a cell. Uh-huh. That whole that whole construct is completely un-American. Uh, you just can't have people who are above the law anywhere. Everyone has to be subject to the law uh, at all times. Absolutely. And that...
2: I believe, I think, between Obamacare and the fact that she is so corrupt and this, this whole um, Clinton Foundation. I know we, I showed a film several weeks ago to our Tea Party group called Clinton Cash. And, I mean, even though we all are reading out of the same hymn book, we all knew they, to see it out in front, <laughs> in front of your face, of the horror that she did and the misery because of the deals that she made to these poor people that got the short end of the stick in some of these countries is is unconscionable, immoral, unconscionable. How do you sleep? Unbelie- just absolutely unbelievable. And I just hope that, as I said, that she is held to account. She needs to be held accountable.
1: You know, you take a simple fact like the Clinton Foundation – here is a, a foundation which handles millions and millions and millions of dollars, and yet somehow only about six percent gets yeah. actually put to use. In yeah. any other any other charitable foundation, any other five hundred one c three that did that, these people would be arrested for violating federal law, or they'd lose their tax exempt status or whatever the IRS does. But we are always concerned about charities who come in and ask for money. What's the first question we ask is what percentage of the funds we donate yeah. to you is actually used for the purpose, you know, that you yeah. intend that we give you monies to help other people, which is the essence of charity, which is what charity is all about. We are using them as a vehicle for charity and then come to find out only 6% of those funds actually get used for charity. Yep. That in and of itself uh, is a criminal enterprise and a, fel- and a felony.
2: Like I said, I just hope that this is going to be one of the things that, and on point number 10 in his 100 days to uh, reduce the corrupting influence of special interests on our politics uh, and drain the swamp. As I said, I
1: call it a sewer because it is a sewer. And we've
2: got to turn this around.
1: Well, Jane Bolello, chairman of the Asheville Tea Party, uh, we're having an an incredible discussion. And here's what I'd like to, uh, to finish off with. I want you to tell us what specifically does the Asheville Tea Party intend to do from now on? What is your game plan from now on to promote the grassroots conservative constitutional ideals of the grassroots movement. What is your game plan?
2: Well, the game plan is is what we pretty much have been doing. Um, most of us are Heritage fennel, and what we do is we have action items that I give to the group every single week. I tell them, this is what is happening in Washington. This is what is happening in North Carolina. You need to call X, Y, and Z. This is what you need to be doing. Uh, you need to be talking to your neighbors or we need to be going somewhere or whatever. And that's how we've been able to make games. And, we, and they're ready to go. We're ready to go. Um, So, you know, and as you said, Obamacare, we're going to be targeting Obamacare, especially this whole Syrian refugee situation, because this is another area of of contention that we are dealing with here in Asheville. Um, That's front and center. And we want to make sure we get rid of Common Core. We want to make sure we grow our jobs with energy independence and rollback regulations. And those are the issues that we're going to be concentrating on. And that's those are the action items we put out to folks. For them to then, it's up to them. They now need to call their representative. They need to write those letters to the editor. Um, they need to get on the phone. To Washington or Raleigh or their commissioner or their school board member, and they need to make sure that they bombard them with the information, sometimes they don't know, with education that they may need to make a decision about policy.
1: So it's a combined effort of education of the people, education of your people first, education of the rest of the people second, and then education uh, and activism with the people in power who make decisions so they know that there are many, many people who have a specific idea and that they want to have that occur. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely,
1: and you'll be having I mean, seminars and meetings and yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff.
2: Yes, we will continue to do that. I'm going to be lining up some speakers, you know, after the first of January to come in and, and talk more about, uh, you know, terrorism, you know, Islamic terrorism, and we're going to be talking about HB two because that's another bone of contention that we have here in uh, North Carolina. We want to make sure that that remains where it is. Um, so that's That's going to be a whole strategy that that we are working with our legislators in Raleigh about So that I know we haven't even gotten to, but we're going to be working with them also.
1: Well, Jane Bolello, what are your final thoughts? What would you like Freedom Forum Radio listeners to hear at this point, this important and crucial point in American history? What is your final message?
2: My final message to everyone is, because I know everyone is pretty elated that Donald Trump won, but we have to understand that he is the executive. He's supposed to execute the laws of the land. He's not a dictator. He's not an emperor. He's not a king. And we have this tendency... Especially over the past, you know, twenty years, to think that we're going, this one person is going to wave his or her magic wand and make all of the the bad things go away. I don't want people going back to sleep and thinking, okay, we don't have to do anything. That all of this is just going to go away, and it, we're, we're all going to be happy again. That's not. That's not the way it goes. Our founders knew that the only way our republic continues is we need to have an educated and, an, and a politically engaged electorate, and that is our mission. We have tried so hard between education and engaging the electorate in the political process, and it's also been, of course, uh, you know, the other side, whether it's the left or it's the rhinos, they don't like that. Um, But we will press on, and we are not going anywhere. We will continue to beat this drum. We need more of you. We need more of you to get engaged and to come on board and to help us, because we can't do this by ourselves. We can't. We need to continue to grow the grassroots so we can continue to deliver this message.
1: Jane Bolello, chairman of the Asheville Tea Party grassroots leader. It has been an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you as a guest on freedom forum radio. And we pledge along with you to remain active 110% of the time to get the message out, uh, that we need to do to make sure that our leaders in Washington, our leaders in Raleigh and in our own counties, to make sure that our leaders are mindful of the principles of individual freedom. The sovereign man, the sovereign woman, that is what we have to protect. Individual freedom, private property rights, uh, the right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated or regulated by the government is the moral and constitutional basis for individual freedom. That is the battle that we must fight. We must continue to fight. And that message you have delivered to us, Jane Bolello, so clearly thank you for being on freedom forum radio
2: well thank you for having me and and i'm so proud of you dr dan for all of the incredible work that you have done and you've, you've never given up ever and we need that so thank you
0: and that concludes another episode of dr dan's freedom forum join the battle on our website
2: www the right to own private property. That cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the
0: government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom.
1: Yeah, when I play the Hoochie Coochie Man, I get joy in everything. Everything, everything, everything gonna be all right this morning.